right now we're still in our series called Worry Versus Wisdom. And what we're talking about is that there's lots to be worried about, isn't there? <laughs> if you've watched the news this week, uh, there's lots to be worried about. If you, uh, maybe you have family members that are, um, there's health issues. There's lots to be worried about there. Maybe you're uncertain about your future and there's lots to be worried about with that as well. And what we've been trying to do is take that worry and see if the Bible talks about how to handle that in another way besides anxiety, because we all know that anxiety is not very helpful at all. And so uh, that's what we've been talking about. Um, And this morning we're going to be talking about uh, something that is uh, very uh, close to current events. Um, So in my house, my kids joke, uh, they, have, they know all my idiosyncrasies, all the crazy stuff about me. They, uh, they know all my pet peeves and also know how to uh, go after those pet peeves very well. And one of the things that uh, is, that I, it's a pet peeve of mine, is I don't like listening to people's dreams. Okay? Now, I'm not talking about hopes and dreams, okay? I'm not like, I, like if you want to be an astronaut, I'll listen to that dream. You, you can't, but I'll listen to it. Uh, if, if you say, you know, I, I, I hope someday to be able to do this or do that or, you know, I, I, those dreams are fine. I, I, I like listening to those dreams. It's the ones you wake up in the morning. And so it goes like this in my house. Dad, 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 dad last night, I had the craziest dream. And to which I would reply, I don't care. Uh, it like it means nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay, what? No, no, dad, 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 dad. No, seriously. You, this one, you you gotta hear this one. You had giant chicken legs. Okay, great, good, good. Thanks. We done now? Can I stop? No, no, dad, 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 dad. Because you had giant chicken legs and chicken claws, and you're at the carpet scrapping the carpet trying to get bugs. Sweet. Awesome. Now, see, here's the difference between my wife and I. My wife takes this opportunity to have a conversation with one of our children. I like facts and information that I don't know is relevant, okay? <laughs> and so she'll be like, oh my gosh, that's so funny, and chicken legs, and all this kind of stuff. And then, and then they'll do this, and this is the worst one of all. They'll say, guess what was on your head? And I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know, a hat. No, not a hat. Like, how can you be disappointed that I answered incorrectly? There's no way I could know. There's no possible way I could know what is on my head. I, I don't know, a tattoo of a dove. I, I, I don't know, what was on me? No, 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 dad, dad, dad. You had a unicorn horn. <laughs> and your eyes weren't on your face. You had giant eyes on the unicorn horn. And you were taking the unicorn horn and getting donuts on it. Like this, until you had like seven donuts. And I'm like, I, I hate my children. Like, <laughs> like again, every time they tell me a, a dream, they think I, I'm going to be like, you know what? I was wrong about the whole dream thing. Keep them coming every morning. I just, I'm just fascinated by nothing, by fiction. It's great, right? But th- that's the thing. Now, uh, so, so imagine, imagine you're in a place... And somebody asks you to interpret the dream. And so like, you know, you're like, well, you know, I had this dream and you had giant chicken legs. And they'll say, what does that mean? And I'm like, that you're insane? I don't know what it means. How am I supposed to know what it means? Well, 
if you go way, 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 way back when, there was a king, somebody in power, who did just this. He woke up in the morning and he walks out. Oh boy, it's breakfast time. And he's got all his staff out there. And uh, they, there'd be these types of uh, staff members that would, their job would be to interpret visions and interpret dreams and stuff like that. And he had a whole bunch of them. So he walked out and he said, oh, wow, I had a crazy dream last night. Now they're not like me. They're paid to go, oh boy, well, what, what was it? You know, I had giant chicken legs. Oh yeah, yeah. And what would typically happen is he'd tell them the dream and then they would interpret it. So let's take the dream that my kids had. Let's say he has his dream. I had giant chicken legs and I was scratching around. Oh, king, king, that, that, means, that means that you uh, can run quickly throughout your whole kingdom uh, finding other ways to make revenue and that's what that means. Okay, right? And I had this unicorn horn. Uh, King, that is because you are so laser focused. Uh, you are just, you can really go after stuff. And I, yeah, but I was, I was spearing these donuts and they were, King, King, that is, that is the, the kingdoms, the new kingdoms that you are going to conquer. And they will stack up. And you, those are the crowns of your king. And he would go, what? All right, sweet. That was a pretty pretty cool interpretation. Thanks. That makes, that makes sense. Well, this morning, the king wakes up, and he goes, you guys, I had a crazy dream last night. And they said, tell me the dream. And he's like, nah, I'm going to do it a little different this time. You tell me the dream. Guess what it was? And they're like, yeah, it actually doesn't work this way. It never, never has. No, matter of fact, no one's ever asked that. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to I want you to not only tell me the dream, I want you to interpret it right after that. You tell me what each little thing is. Ready? Go. <laughs> and, they're like, and they say, King, uh, nobody can do this. It's impossible to do this. And he says, yeah, okay, here's the thing. I'm going to raise the ante just a little bit. I want you to tell me the dream and interpret it or I'm going to kill you. That's what he says. Okay? The king was called Nebuchadnezzar. And this is the question I want to ask this morning. What do you do about unreasonable people in power? What do you do when you have unreasonable people in power? You have no authority. You have no recourse. You got nothing. And these people are unreasonable. Now I can look on your faces and all the grins. You've already picked somebody. <laughs> okay? You've picked a politician. You've picked whatever. You might have picked your boss. Like, oh, I can tell you exactly what you do, you know, when you have somebody unreasonable in power. Maybe you're in a relationship and that relationship is not biblical. There's a, there's a, there's a, not an equilibrium of power. You, the, the one person's ahead of the other for whatever reason it might be. Like, what, what do you do when that happens? What do you do when, when you, you're uh, at work? And you have a coworker, and they're, they're, you don't really get along, and they get promoted. And you're like, oh, man. What do you do when you're in a job, and uh, you, you're just, you're just you, can't get, you can't get ahead? It seems like everybody's moving forward, and they're unreasonable, and you know more, way more than they do. What do you do in a situation like that? What do you do when your politician, maybe local or state or, um, or national or whatever, is unreasonable? What, 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 what do you do there? You have no recourse. 
Well, what I want to do is use Daniel as an example of one of the things that I think is the most powerful, most, most um, practical thing we can do when we're dealing with people in power that are unreasonable. All right? So what happens is the um, King Nebuchadnezzar follows through. He says, okay, I want anyone who can tell visions, understand visions and all that, I want them put to death. And so that's where we pick up the story. This guy, um, uh, Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise men, okay? To put to death the wise men, uh, whoops, sorry about that, uh, of Babylon. Daniel spoke to him, listen, with wisdom, this is, these are crazy words in today's society. He actually spoke with wisdom and with, it's called tact, Okay? With wisdom and with tact. He didn't freak out. He didn't go crazy. He didn't say, why, you know what? I always hated that Nebuchadnezzar and all that. He speaks to the guy with wisdom and with tact. I kind of feel like if we could just get that back again, we'd actually be on our way. Uh, So he asked the king's officer, why did the king issue such a harsh decree? Arioch explained the matter to Daniel. And so for some reason, Daniel has access to the king, okay? And so at this, Daniel went to the king and asked um, for time. Now, it's funny because this is exactly what um, the people in, um, in Nebuchadnezzar's court asked for, and he accused them of stalling. But for some reason, Daniel is able to ask for more time so that he might interpret the dream for him. Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So imagine you're at home, your roommate comes home, and he's like, hey, you know, how was your day? It was pretty good. Um, unless I can interpret this dream, we're all going to die. Unreasonable. It doesn't make any sense. Nobody's asked that. No one should even expect. But what happens, the problem is with people in power, they become unreasonable because they become entitled. They, get, they, 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 they love being in a position above other people. And, and that unless they have the humility of Christ, they are going to end up becoming unreasonable at one point or another. Unless they understand their lowly position to God, If they see themselves as put on a pedestal, instead of seeing themselves as servants to God, Jesus says it this way, the kings and the rulers of the earth lord it over the people, but not so with you. Kingdom of God is totally different. And so what do you do? You come, into the, you come into your room, you tell your roommates, we're going to die. Well, here's exactly what they do. Daniel 2.18. To Hananiah, Daniel, Daniel assigned Twitter. To Mishael, Facebook. To Azariah, Instagram. <laughs> uh, just go, po- just, let's get the word out. Let's go. I mean, let's go. I got, I found some memes. They're super funny. Let's go after them. I mean, there's, a, I, there's this thing with Nebuchadnezzar. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. And I, oh, I, I, I read this article. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share the article on Twitter. Let everybody know. No, that's not what happened. Daniel paced around his house with the news on, ranting about how it used to be different. And uh, that was helpful. No, that's not correct. That's correct. I'm sorry. 
I missed that. Daniel 2.18. Daniel started a blog. <laughs> Just writing up. By the time he got done, there was like four blog things. People are commenting and posting. And oh, there's thumbs down, thumbs up. It's oh my goodness. I'm, obviously, I'm joking. <clears throat> Daniel scoured the internet looking for articles that supported his already solidified beliefs. That's what he decided to do. That'll change stuff. Right? But that's what we do. And it feels like it helps. It feels like if we can get in a group of people who believe the way we believe. and that, Because when people in power, and, and most people in power, make unreasonable demands because there's something about being in power that, that twists them. And let me be real <laughs> honest. It happens to pastors all the time. Because pastors are in a place of power. And if, not, if you're not careful, depending on how well your church is going or this is going or that are going, you can begin to make unreasonable demands. And the worst thing about pastors is they spiritualize it. They're like, oh, it's the kingdom and the Lord has need of all your money. And, they got, you know, like all, all this kind of stuff. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody. So what do you do? Here's what Daniel did. This is the actual verse this time. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven. He asked them to pray. He asked them to pray. It's the best thing you can do. Now, now I, I, when, when you say something like this, I totally understand what some of your thoughts may be. Right? Like, how is my prayer, the, the, the issue I'm concerned about is so enormous, how is my little prayer going to work? Like, is God up there, like, have you ever been to a stadium, and they're like, make some noise, and the needle's like, Ring, you know, and you're trying to get to a certain decibel, and it's like, that's how you think prayer is. Like, if we get enough people to pray loud enough, and it gets up, and God's like, oh, I'm going to change it, Let's go. We got to keep going. Come on. Let's get up. And then it's like, wow, well, I didn't have. Oh, man. You guys were so close. You were so close. I was going to move. I was going to change everything, make it all perfect. I don't know, honestly. I don't know why God answers some prayers and doesn't answer others. That topic's too big for me. Here's what I do know. Throughout the Bible, and there's too many verses to go through, but I, we can do it some other time. He says, pray. 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 Pray. Paul said it. Pray without ceasing. Jesus modeled it. Isn't that weird? Jesus went off to pray. Okay. I mean, that blows my mind a little bit, but he did. To model. He was on the, uh, in the garden of Gethsemane knowing. He says, Father, if it's possible, take this cup away from me, knowing that it's probably not possible. But he prays anyway. So I can't promise you that if you have a political person in power or a boss in power or whatever, that you can pray. But here's what I do know. Something in you will change when you become a person of prayer. Something in you will change. The circumstance may or may not change, but something in you will change. I remember I had a person in power above me, and, um, and, uh, and this is a true story. And this is how my prayer went. Uh, it was a boss, and I, I just could, couldn't stand the boss. And so my prayer went something like this. Dear Lord, I hate his little pencil head. <laughs> Ugh, why is he like this? Why can't, why can't you just change it? Why doesn't he go to another company? He's, just get him out of here. Can you just get him out of here or just have him sit in his office? I mean, what is wrong with him? I mean, I know you love him. <sighs> 
And I know I'm supposed to love him. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And you forgave me, so I should forgive him. I don't know what he's going through. And I know you said I'm supposed to be Jesus wherever I go. I don't like it. It's bad, okay? I'd rather you just remove it. But until then, if you could help teach me how to do a better job of handling my emotions, I think I'm just scared of not getting a raise. Oh, I know I'm not supposed to be concerned about money. Okay, amen. <laughs> I get it, you know, I, I get it. He might not ever change. Well, what, what am I going to do? Just sit in bitterness my whole life? Like waiting? Do I, like, what, what, what do I do? There's somebody in power being unreasonable. The only thing I can do, pray. And also speak with wisdom and tact. Make my request known. Say, hey, I think it would be better if we go in this direction, whatever. Being respectful, whatever. But the thing I have to do is pray. Here's what I want us to see. When reacting to unreasonable people in power, your first action is prayer. God, why do I feel this way? What's going on? What, is there anything I can do? Is there an injustice that I need to stand up against? What, what would you have me do? How, how, how can I view this in the situation the way you see it? Obviously, you're not changing anything right now. So I'm going to have to deal with this. Help me deal with this. It angers me. I get scared. I'm, 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 I'm trying to figure it all out. So that's what Daniel does. He urged them to plead for mercy from God of heaven. Concerning this mystery, so that his friends might not be executed. <laughs> like, this isn't just, you know, voting for some, you know, AB 709. This is like, they're going to die in a few days if he doesn't get this figured out. And the rest of the wise men of Babylon. So, for some reason, God answers his prayer. And what's telling is the, thank, the song of thanksgiving that Daniel gives after this. He says, praise be the name of God, of, of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. And within that prayer, there's a sense that whatever you're going through now, if you are under a person, an unreasonable person of power, it's not going to last forever. These seasons come and they go. And it's how we handle the seasons that God is mostly concerned about. How are you going to handle your fear, your anxiety? Maybe your whatever it is. He deposes kings and raises up others. Have you ever seen, don't answer this out loud. Have you ever seen someone come into office and you're like, how did God let that happen? Right? And, and it's, it's like, you, you just don't understand. I don't either. But he did. And now I have to deal with it. And I got to figure out how I'm going to manage my relationship with Jesus and this person in power that I might not agree with. I, I hope I'm not upsetting too many people. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness. This is so awesome to me. I do not have to worry about somebody being exposed God already knows about it. I don't have to worry about, oh, I hope all this gets done and everybody's positioning and posturing. And that way I'll, I'll feel a lot better. He, God knows what's happening in the darkness and light dwells with him. He says, I thank you and praise you, God of my ancestors. You've given me more, uh, wisdom and power. You've made known to me what I've asked of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. If this was a play, 
the curtains would just like close. It would be ready for the next scene. So what happens is Daniel goes to the king and he tells him his dream and what it meant. And the king freaks out. The king gives him all sorts of gifts, says you're going to be a ruler, one of our top rulers. And uh, the king said to Daniel, surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and the revealer of mysteries. For you are able to reveal this mystery. And so he, he gives Daniel all this stuff. Daniel is winning now. His party is winning. Moreover, the Bible says, at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego administrators over the province of Babylon while Daniel himself remained at the royal court. They won the election. Our people are in. For Daniel, we say four more years, four more years. Like now, like, like, like Judaism is now the, 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 could be the religion of, of Babylon. Oh, except right after that, Nebuchadnezzar raises an idol of himself, 90 feet tall, and says, unless you worship it, you're going to die. Oh, man, we were doing so well, weren't we? As a matter of fact, with the joys of modern technology, I was able to find a picture of that. Uh, uh, but so there, there we are. That's the actual picture. Somebody drew it back in uh, B.C. Uh, but that's, that's depicting Shadrach, Meshach. I'm just kidding. It's a cartoon. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego not, not standing before the king. Now, wait a minute. I thought everything was going so well. Daniel did the thing and we had, because people in power tend to bend towards the unreasonable because they can't handle it unless they carry with them the humility of Christ. And it's very hard to find those leaders. So they drag Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in and we go through the whole process again and Nebuchadnezzar says, hey, um, look, look, look. I'm going to play some music right now, okay? Put on a little Bruno Mars. Right when I do, you bow down to the idol, erase, erase, everything will be fine. But see, people of prayer aren't manipulated by who's in power. People in, who, who, who spend time with God, who are people of prayer, and I'll show you in a little bit why I know these three are. They're, they're, not, they're not shaken by a new law, a new this, a new that. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything to them because they're so secure in their relationship with their Heavenly Father. They're so secure in that. They, 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 what, what, what are you going to do? We talked about this a few weeks ago. What can man do to me? Nothing. You kill me, go ahead. I'm, guess where I'm going. I'm going to be with my Heavenly Father. And so Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego say this, and this is really interesting to me. It's fascinating. Because they had already seen God move when they prayed and answering the prayer for this vision. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you on this matter. Like, it's almost like you're standing, it's like, it's like you're standing before the person who's going to kill you. And you're like, what did you say? Oh, we go in the fire? Oh, okay, that's it, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was paying. We were just talking. Do you mind? We, okay, no. Like he, it's just there's a security. Like we don't need to defend ourselves. We're operating on a whole. You have nothing to offer us. Your power, your authority, your whole system has nothing to offer me. I have a, I have a relationship with my heavenly Father, and so then he goes on. He says, "If we're thrown into the blazing furnace." 
The God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. And so you think, well, I would have that kind of faith too if, if I were them because I prayed and, and, I, and I became governor. You know, this is great. I mean, the, the prayer thing works. It's like you put in your prayers and you press E4 and out comes a little thing and you're like, oh, sweet, I love prayer. Well, watch what they say next. But even if he does not, we want you to know, <laughs> again, I don't know how this all goes down, but if it were me, I'd be like, we want you to know, your majesty, right? Okay. Because I'm already going into the flaming fire. I might as well have fun with it. Uh, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you've set up. We don't even buy into your whole stupid system. Even if we have to burn for it, it doesn't matter to us. We're operating on a totally different level. This is how people of prayer operate. When you begin to become a person that starts to bring this stuff to the Lord first, your heart begins to change. You begin to calm down. You begin to know, you know what? Even if nothing changes, I have a heavenly father that loves me. I have a relationship with Jesus. And all I can do is until things change, become more like him in the circumstances that I'm in. Like we said last week, your best you is the one that's closest to Jesus, right? So uh, they, um, anyway, the, the, the story goes on. They throw him into the furnace. They heat it up seven times and an angel basically comes in. And I don't know what he does. He like turns it into a sauna. Like they're just kicking back on, oh, my back. It was just, this is, feels fantastic. Or if it just, the flames went down. I don't know. But, they, but Nebuchadnezzar is looking through the flames and he sees four individuals. And he's like, didn't we throw three in there? And there's, a, there's four, you know, and it's, an, it's this angel. I, I don't know how it all worked. That would be awesome. I, I don't know what I'd do if I were in there. That would really freak me out. And so Nebuchadnezzar comes out and does the same thing. Oh, your God is so great. And, and at this point, they're just all like, whatever. <laughs> you know, we've seen you do this all the time. I, we don't need you to follow God when we're following God. Does that make sense? So it goes on. And guess what? Nebuchadnezzar dies and his son takes over, Belshazzar. And Belshazzar is just as wacky and as unreasonable as, as his father was. And he holds this big party. And he brings in all the items of the temple. And, and, and brings them in and like parties with them. Like he's passing around the, the, these are like sacred things from the temple. And he's letting the concubines drink from them and all this kind of stuff. And then this hand comes into the room, oh, that'd be so frightening, and writes on the wall, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Parson. Okay? And they're like, what does it mean? What does it mean? They're all freaking out. And the, I love this part of the story because the queen, you know, she walks in, she's like, just ask Daniel, what are you guys are freaking out about? And it, well, it was kind of like that. But uh, she's like the calm one. She, they get Daniel. And Daniel comes in and, and, and they, again, he promises them, oh, we'll give you gifts. We'll give you, make you ruler. We'll do all that. And Daniel goes, you can keep your gifts and, and give, give the kingdom to somebody else. See, this is, this is a person of prayer. He's like, I, I have all I need. And so, but he says, but I'll, I'll tell you what it says. It, it says, um, Mene, your, your days have been numbered. Oh, and they're at the end. So, sorry about that one. Um, You've been weighed in the scales and found lacking, was the second one. And then he says, uh, oh, and your kingdom's going to be divided between the Medes and the Persians. Daniel out. Bam. Right? There there he goes. (laughs) 
That night, he died. Belshazzar dies, okay? Just like that's how it goes. But Daniel's operating this thing of like, it doesn't matter if it's Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar, whatever. So this new king, Darius, comes. And it's like, okay, now it's Darius. It's not going to change my prayer life. It's not going to change my relationship with God. It doesn't matter who the king is. And so this guy Darius comes and he takes the kingdom and he divides it into 120 little sections and he puts three people over those kingdoms. One of them is David. And like what happens in power, these little parties start showing up. Start aligning with certain leaders and they have certain agendas and they have certain things. And maybe you've seen this in your office. All of a sudden, somebody gets promoted and now everybody's trying to bring that person down. Or, or they like this other person. And why doesn't that happen? And this is what happens in power. This is why people in power make unreasonable decisions. is because they, 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 wanna, they get the power and they want to hold on to the power. And, and other people want the power. And the kingdom of God says, you don't need the power. Okay? And so they go and they send out these like investigations and they're trying to catch Daniel in like something bad. They got, they got like little private eyes and they got a little thing. They're, you know, how they're conspiring. Well, we got to find something. And here's what they found with Daniel. At this time, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy. I love this. And neither corrupt nor negligent. If we could find leaders that were neither corrupt nor negligent, who knows where we'd go, right? But that's what power does. It's just a natural outcome unless it's tempered by the humility of Christ. And so Daniel, that's what happened. And so they say, finally, they said, we'll never find any basis of charges against Daniel unless it has something to do with the law of his God. We've got we've to catch him in this relationship with his heavenly father. So they go to Darius and they say, Darius, we got this great idea. Let's just have no prayer for 30 days for any God or anything. And then everyone can just pray to you. And, of course, Darius is in power and so he's unreasonable. And he says, that sounds like a fantastic idea. What could possibly go wrong? And so they post all these signs all over. As a matter of fact, uh, through the wonder of technology, I was able to get one of those signs. Uh, and so that was posted. That was posted everywhere um, in, the, in the region, right? You can only pray to King Darius. Watch what happens. When Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. Didn't matter what the law was. It's not going to stop him from praying. Praying is the one thing we can do even if they pass a law against it, which I, I doubt they will. But if they did, you can still pray. Who knows if you're praying or not, right? You get on your phone, like pretend you're playing a video game. Hey, Lord, how's it going? Yeah, the person next to me doesn't know I'm actually praying. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, anybody can pray, 
right? And so Daniel does this every single day. This is who he is. It's, 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 it's him. Can you imagine if we were known as just praying people, people who just go before the Lord? Oh, what do you think about this new thing that happened in, at, for this or for that or for this? I don't know. I'm just, I know God's in control somehow through all of it. Just as he had before. Well, these men went as a group and found Daniel praying because they knew and asking God for help. I wonder what that prayer would have sounded like. So basically, to make a long story short, they, they say, you're going to go into the lion's den. And it wasn't the, I guess because the furnace didn't work. <laughs> they're going to put them in the lion's den. It's basically a den where they drop, drop you in. The lions are, come in through another way, and then you get dropped in, and you're basically lunch. Okay? And they put a stone over the top, and they signed it with their signet rings, and uh, a whole day goes by, and uh, an angel had shut the mouths lions during the whole time. Now, again, I don't know how that went down, but that would be so cool. First of all, I don't even know what you'd do. You'd be like sitting down with an angel for a whole day, just like, what's up? <laughs> it's like, what's, what's, what's like the heaven thing like? Like, uh, what is that like? You know, and the angel's like, that's eh, pretty cool. I go to angel school. First thing they teach you, fear not, right? Remember that? Okay, no. Anyway. Or then would you be like with the lions? Like, who's my little kitty cat? Like, you're like, you're with lions and they're not eating you. It would just be fun. So, um... So they, the king gave the order. They, they, they call, he calls down like, Daniel, did your, did your God save you? And, uh... And he says, um... Uh, um... The king was overjoyed and gave orders to uh, lift Daniel out of the den. And when the Daniel was lifted out of the den, no wound was found on him because he trusted in his God. Can you imagine what kind of church we'd be if we prayed more than we read articles? Can you imagine if... Here, 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 here's a little, here's a little, uh, what do you call it? Assignment for you this week. For every minute you find yourself worried about your boss, wanting to talk about your boss, or you are talking about your boss. You're at work and you're like, oh yeah, I'm plus I don't even think he knows anything and he didn't know I've been here for this amount or she didn't know or whatever. And you go, oh man, how long were we talking about that? Uh, four minutes. I gotta go. And you prayed for that very thing for four minutes. For every minute you spend on Facebook getting outraged, spend that time praying. One of two things is going to happen. You're going to be spending a lot of time in prayer. <laughs> okay? Or you're going to be spending less time doing that. But I guarantee you this. The more time you spend at the feet of your Heavenly Father talking about these issues that you cannot control, your life is going to change. You are going to become a different person. Now, I get, I get the whole thing. We live in the greatest country in the world, in my opinion, okay? And we can vote about all these things. Vote, but pray, right? We have the ability of freedom of speech. We can write letters to our congressmen. Write them, but pray, we, we can talk amongst ourselves. And, I, you know, you kind of have hobbies of politics. Have them, 
but pray. We can communicate on Facebook and read different things and become informed. Become informed, but pray. So this week, it'll be hard. But try to spend, when you find yourself dealing with an irresponsible or unreasonable person in power, and you find yourself getting amped up, set some time aside. Instead of talking about it, instead of worrying about it, instead of finding articles on it that confirm what you already believe or already know, pray, dear God, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why this person is in the position that you have, but I know that you depose kings and I know that you set kings up. And I'm going to trust you in this. I need wisdom on how to handle it. I need wisdom on how not to be anxious. I need wisdom on, on what I'm supposed to say when someone asks me a question. I, I need you. And your life will change. As the worship band comes back up, I found this verse in Psalm chapter 7. I thought it was so fascinating with all the events that are going on in, 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 in our society and everything. We're just, a, we're just a society that loves to catch people red-handed. We love, to, we love to, especially if they don't have the same belief we do. We like, to, we like to hear about it and we like to get them caught. And we don't even need to know all the facts. As long as it agrees with what we thought in the first place, the facts can come later. Listen to this. Whoever digs a hole and scoops it out falls into the pit they have made. And haven't you seen this over and over again? As you have one political party or one group hating the other group and trying to trap the other group and then they fall in the very pit they made. The trouble they cause recoils on them and their violence comes down on their own heads. And finally, Psalm 20. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. We can have the greatest system ever. But we put our trust in the name of the Lord our God. 